Kia ora and welcome to Jules from NZ, a podcast from a Kiwi chick, chocker with roleplay gaming chat and world lore of the most fantasy place ever, Aotearoa, New Zealand. Chur. Kia ora, tēnā koutou katoa, hello and welcome back to all of you to Jules from NZ. I am a little rusty because I haven't done this in a little while for reasons I'll talk to you about soon. So, Kete Pehe Koto, how are you all? Well, Kete Pai, I am good. I'm not very good today. I'm just Kete Pai. Um, good. I am good. Um, I am a little sore, <laughs> honestly. I'm a little, a little bit sore. Um, I have injured myself. Uh, which is pretty, pretty neat. And, um, I'm feeling a little bummed. Um, this wasn't what I was expecting to be doing this weekend. Not, not making a podcast. I was probably going to make a podcast at some point this weekend, but I was hoping to make a podcast this weekend, um, where I could, uh, talk to and introduce you to some of my, um, RPG friends from around the country that I've never met before and I was hoping to do little mini interviews where I would get them on and we would have fun things happening and I would tell you all about what I was doing because this weekend I was supposed to be in Armageddon and uh, in Auckland Um, and certain things happened, um, some hilarious a hilarious mix-up of dates and locations, meaning that uh, actually uh, the ride that I was thought I was getting to an Auckland Armageddon was actually to a Tauranga Armageddon in a different J month um, because the person had told me June Armageddon and they meant July Armageddon and we just never figured that out until it was like four days away. Uh, and then once we had figured that out and that was hilarious and that was fine because I was like, well, I have money and I'll just book my tickets and book some accommodation and go anyway. I'd been looking forward to it um, and it was going to be fun. And then I woke up the next morning with an injury. That's right, folks. I managed to injure myself in my sleep, um, which I feel like is a, a, a proper kind of special, basically, to be able to do that. Um, I'm not saying that the injury was solely to do with anything that happened in my sleep because honestly, uh, upon a lot of Googling and reading and crying about it, um, cause it's quite painful. Um, I have realized that it's probably because I've sort of mistreated my knees, uh, in the last few weeks and, and given them a bit of a hard run, um, and maybe not given them as much you know, after treatment or relaxing or um, whatever, looking after, as I should have done when I was um, being quite hard on my knees. So, uh, yeah, I have given myself a baker's cyst. That is what my body has decided to give me. Now, baker's cyst is basically um, very uh, thinned down version of it is basically liquid that has been sort of sitting on my knees, like lots of fluids been being made because I've been using my knees a lot and it is pushed backwards all in kind of a lump, like a cyst, um, uh, because it didn't really know where else to go and everything I was doing to my knees sort of forced it out that way. Um, but it doesn't happen 
usually as part of the injury. So it doesn't really happen like when you injure your knee. It sort of happens later. It's like a byproduct of it. Um, so it's not actually very unusual for people to go to sleep uh, and wake up in the morning with it because like when you're asleep you're kind of relaxing and you're kind of doing right by your body for a change um, and all the stress of what my knee had been under for the last few weeks just kind of culminated in that so um, basically what it means for me day to day is intense pain <laughs> like really bad pain whenever I uh, go to straighten my leg or put any kind of weight on it or try and move it at all. Um, so basically all the things you usually do with a leg. Um, I can sit on the couch with my legs outstretched completely in front of me, like on a um, on the big footstool ottoman thing that we have as part of the couch. And that doesn't hurt, for instance. If I um, sit with my leg raised up on some cushions and stuff, that actually feels okay. Um and the problem is, is my job and a lot of the other things around my life do not involve me sitting uh, piled up on a pile of cushions like princess. Um, a lot of them are quite physical and my life is very demanding. And also the other times I'm sitting in my computer chair running games from my like, you know, home office. And that gets pretty uncomfortable, honestly, after a while sitting in the computer chair like that. And it's really hard to run games with if, trying to find a position where I'm comfortable and I can still see all the screens and that my legs raise so honestly that's causing a bit of problem at the moment but it's okay because I cancelled everything because I thought I was going to be in Armageddon so right now I don't really have any games on or anything um and I'm just well parked mostly on the couch actually feeling a little bit sorry for myself so that's what's been happening lately and that's not all that's been happening lately um New Zealand well particularly Wellington or whatever like a lot of New Zealand has been going through some pretty serious kind of storms at the moment you know winter's here like I was talking about last time and the way that New Zealand tends to deal with winter, um, the mountains get snowy, yes, but the mountains are kind of in, in particular places in New Zealand and not the whole lot. And Wellington would be considered kind of coastal where we are. So instead of getting like snow, we get pretty torrential rain. Um, and when I say torrential, I was driving in it last week and it was so bad I, I genuinely could not see where I was going if it hadn't been for the brake lights of the car in front of me that was following the brake lights in the car in front of that I don't know how we all would have I don't even know how we all got through um driving on the motorway in that rain it was like you know that joke if like um you turned off gravity uh then the rain would come down like with a big old thwap and would just like kill all of us it, it really felt like that's what it was trying to do <laughs> It was just sheets and sheets and sheets of rain. Um, and there was just no no uh, give. It was relentless. And um, it was kind of terrifying, actually. Uh, my hands were a bit sore after driving in that because my knuckles were sore from, like, grabbing onto the steering wheel. Like, grabbing it was going to make a difference, you know. Um, but, yeah. So it's been pretty bad. Um, and the wind gets really bad here in Wellington. I mean... We are the windiest city in the world. Uh, we beat out Chicago to do that. So um, that's kind of a 
a claim to fame? I mean, I wouldn't say fame. I mean, yes, we are the windiest city in the world, and I guess that's nice to have a title to be known by, but it's really not great when it's literally ripping roofs off houses. So, um, and that is actually something that we've had to deal with in the last week or so. Not me personally, thank goodness, although my roof did suffer, um, and I have got a leak in my bedroom. So, um, some part of the roof has been slightly injured, like injured. Like I'm talking about the roof, like it's. Well, I guess it's my baby. Um, I love you, house. Uh, one, one, one. I will protect you as best I can. Um, but yeah, the the roof has been damaged, and um, well, I'm not really sure how damaged because I can't really get up there with my stupid gammy leg right now. Um, and also the roof is like two stories high so in order to get up there I need some kind of scaffold or harness situation which obviously isn't going to happen right now and actually also because New Zealand's like real smart and stuff and we've been telling everybody like don't do trades do something better like computers and go to university and be smart and stuff don't do trades like why would you do trades it's like totally based you know I'm not just saying New Zealand's been saying that but like literally everybody's been saying that trying to get people to work in retail right now is is hard because everybody thinks that they're better than that you know um but in actual fact, what that means now is is there's not enough people doing the trades. So when you need something done, like a roofer to come over to your house, we're looking at four months before we can get anybody here, which is crazy to me. Like crazy. Like it's a small, we know it's a small thing and it probably won't even take a day and it's still, we can't get anybody here. Um, so I guess I'm just dealing with a leak in my bedroom every time it rains now. So that's fun. I mean, at least it's not like on the bed or anything. Um, it's kind of in this spot by where the door closes, right? Where we normally keep the door stopped. So, I mean, I guess it could be, it could be a lot worse, you know, is what I'm saying. But, um, it's just not ideal. And, and it's just been a lot to deal with um in the last few days honestly uh haven't necessarily coped very well um haven't really been able to stick to any kind of routine or anything because I've just been a little bit glum and um you know sulking and just wallowing in my dramaticness of oh I may never walk again um you know that usual story of processing change and things that are happening to you is that you know denial and grief and all of that bollocks uh that you go through every time you hit a difficulty um but I thought today the best thing I could do today was get up and actually make the bed and actually go have a shower and actually go put on some clothes and get back into some kind of routine again because I go through these cycles my depression hits me when things get a bit hard and get a bit sore and just, you know, get tough um, emotionally. So, and pain is one of the things I really struggle with and illness and taking away my my ability to do things. Um, I, I really struggle when, when things like that happen. So I've been really struggling with this leg. Um, but, you know, it's not forever. Um, the Baker cysts, they say if you... Um, 
you're careful with, like you're good with your inf- in, um, anti-inflammatories and uh, you brace it when you're walking around and you rest it when you can. Um, they go away. They can take like weeks or they can take months or sometimes they take years if you're really unlucky. And there's like things that you can do if, if like my doctor did say if in two weeks I'm still in the same amount of pain, like go back and um, they'll see what they can do as next steps and stuff. So it's not like I'm stuck like this forever. It's just that I'm stuck like this for a while. And just trying to process that is a bit of a bummer. So um, that's when my depression gets the better of me because I don't think we ever really get rid of depression. Like I'm not on any pills and I barely ever talk about it. And I'm kind of one of the people that when I say I have depression a lot of people are like you know you're way too like cheery and happy and motivated and stuff you've got good stuff going on in your life and I'm like yeah uh, I worked at that like I worked real hard at that and I'm not saying that my happiness and my laughter and my enjoyment my genuine enjoyment in life and the things that I'm doing is like a fake like a put on it's it's definitely not like I love my life and I love all the things that I've been um, able to do in it and opportunities I've been given and all of those things. That's genuine. That's real. I like my life, you know. I just struggle sometimes with down days as people with depression do. And I've worked really hard to make sure that I have good structure and good support in my life and good relationships with my family and my friends and stuff that I can reach out at those times and be like this really sucks (laughs) like everything sucks and I hate it and I'm sad I'm really sad and 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 that helps it helps a lot so um yesterday I had a really bad day where I just kind of to everybody um it's really descriptive Julia but that's pretty much exactly what it sounded like I just went through a whole lot of talking crap you know being dramatic and getting it all out like it's like sucking the poison out of a wound you know like you have to get it out um and today I was like nope not today no you're not allowed to today you have to get up you have to make the bed it's one of the things that the um therapist taught me is like get up and make the bed it's like one small achievement you can make every day where when you get home it makes you feel better because like it looks good and um and we all know bed is like you know favorite thing uh when you're not feeling great you just want to go to bed and sleep so you can and it looks good and inviting and it's comfortable and yeah so um make the bed so I did I put all my pillows on it and I put soft toys on my bed because I'm ridiculous like a child um, and I'm okay with that. Um, I, I don't sleep with them on there because that's crazy. Uh, I, I pull them all off every night and put them back on every morning because for some reason that's less crazy. <laughs> um, you know, I did that and then had a shower and then decided what to wear. Not just like reached for the first thing that was on hand which is what I do when I'm depressed and stuff I just go it doesn't matter what I wear I just wear anything doesn't even matter um so I like to go to my wardrobe and deliberately pick out things that like match or like do something really dumb like something I like to do for myself is dress to a theme um 
you know so today I decided to dress to the theme flowers um like what I would want to wear if I was going to go walk in a field of flowers and I was like okay well that's what we're doing today you know so I've got like a skirt on and I've got like a cute top with some flowers on it with a bee that says save the bees it is warm because it is cold as hell (laughs) so you know uh not quite springtime wear but you know to a theme um and that makes me feel good because I've deliberately chosen clothes for a thing that makes me feel happy so you know it's the little things sometimes that we have to do uh to kind of trick our brain into activating and then like food like I'm not just talking about shoving food in your gob but like deliberately eating meals when you're supposed to and stuff sometimes when I'm depressed that's like the hardest thing I'll eat like a packet of chips like they're going out of fashion but like trying to cook dinner is like impossible so you know just been doing that kind of stuff again yeah just to try and beat the um oncoming black monster who uh, whispers in my ear every time my knee hurts so much I struggle to get back out of my chair you know like that this is going to be you for the rest of your life are you ready to be basically crippled for the rest of your life and I'm like fuck off black monster not listening to you I'm doing the right things and this is going to be fine. I'm not going to be stuck like this for the rest of my life because I'm doing the right things and it's all going to be fine. Um, And also, you're a liar. (laughs) And I know that now because you used to say nobody would ever love me and that's bollocks. So take your lies elsewhere. And sometimes I think we need to remind ourselves that our brains lie to us, man. They're not very nice to us sometimes. So, yeah, don't listen to it when it's talking smack. Smack it down when it's talking smack. But wearing something that you would wear in a field of flowers. <laughs> so dumb, but actually kind of worked. Because so, here I am, and I'm recording a podcast, and I'm talking to you all, um, and I'm very grateful for you guys to be a part of, you know, my routine, which actually makes me happy I'm grateful that you guys are here talking to me ramble about stupid things I get I use to get myself out of a funk and you are one of them so uh thank you for for being there to listen uh to me talk about stupidness um something else I want to talk to you about uh let's talk about some RPG So really exciting. I've been um, asked to do a big gig for me. Um, I've got a customer who uh, approached Questbook and me through Questbook um, asking me to come out and teach them how to play D&D after watching Stranger Things, which is very intimidating because Stranger Things makes it look very cool and stressful and all of that. So uh, ah, I've got to put on a good show there. Um but they've asked me to come out to the Wild Upper for uh, their weekend board games um, thing that they have. So it's like two couples and they go to the Wild Upper and they have this big board game weekend and they have a great time. Uh, and I've been invited to be a big part of that, like 
come along and be basically running D&D from like three, kind of run some the run some of the session and get them all started and stuff. And then um, we're, they're taking me to dinner at a vineyard that they've booked. Um, and then we'll go back to the house and continue with the game until it's crazy conclusion. And then because it's so late and it's so far away from my house, like it's not – crazy far away but it's over an hour and the road is really dangerous and stuff um it's basically on the side of a ravine so I don't want to be doing that when I'm really tired so they offered because they're booking a house to have me stay in one of the spare bedrooms of the house so I can just crash there get a good sleep and then drive back first thing in the morning which is crazy so um of course I said yes um I'm very excited about it. Uh, they've we've been in contact a few times already, and uh, they've chosen to run through my Adrift on Ruined Seas game, which means I get to play that game through properly for the first time, maybe ever. Um, I don't have to drop so quite so many hints and stuff, um, and they can go through the full experience of the world and how it was supposed to be when I kind of dreamt about it and then had to squish it all into a one shot where I give a lot more hints and hope the players figure it out quickly uh, which they can do and circumvent pretty much most of the action if they want to so I'm hoping this time we can slow things down and they can actually explore and and get to know the place and and see all of the dangers um yeah it'll be fun I'm looking forward to that so yeah um then also, the, some other good news is I now am running three campaigns with Questbook, uh, which is crazy. Um, so I'm running Tuesdays and Thursday nights and Sunday afternoons, uh, which is, yeah, it's really fun, really cool. I may have talked about this already, but I actually can't remember right now because my silly brain isn't really supplying stuff in the right order anymore. Um might have something to do with the painkillers I've been taking, but um, they've been a load of fun. We've had three sessions already. Um, they asked me after the second session, are we going really slowly? Like, are we, are we good players? I don't really know what's happening. And I'm like, no, you're going great. <laughs> it's, it's not about the speed of the game. It's about if you're having fun. And as long as you guys are having fun, then you're doing it right. Um, they were very worried they would playing the game wrong somehow so it tells you a lot about um them and and they they don't have a lot of experience playing um but they are really enjoying themselves and that's the main thing honestly um that's what i wanted they are excited every week to come back and play some more so yeah really cool uh they're uh they took down a goblin caravan let the the goblin master of that caravan go and go back uh to their their tribe um in the fortress and uh after burning the caravan to the ground um but they recovered the the shipment of um iron goods which is cool uh and now they're they're making their way to targos following a rumor about um, a guy who was killed in Targos as part of the serial killer mystery. But when they were in Targos, they got accosted by a dog, which um, really needed their help. A full-on lassie situation. Ruff, 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 come with me, follow me, you know, without talking. Um, 
And they followed that to its next conclusion, hit another couple of towns on the way through there as they're traveling to where the dog needs them to be, basically to rescue his owner who's stuck on a mountain under attack or something. The dog's very worried about him, doesn't really know what's happening, knew enough to go home and to his partner like his master's partner to go get help and found these adventurers and and the partner has convinced the dog to go with these guys to help them out basically so sled dog shouldn't say dog kind of more like a wolf but you know what i mean um yeah so they're off on that adventure and they're having a great time they're really struggling not to like tackle every problem as it comes up um classic situation when I'm just dropping quests on them left right and center is like which one are they going to go with you know what's interesting to them you know so um I want to make sure that I think about that and how cool that is it's like an open world situation because Fate of Eisen is fast coming up um I now have a crew uh, which is kind of exciting uh and I cannot really talk much about that because it's all very secret hush hush um at the moment um but keep an eye out on fetivize and marketing because we're going to be dropping some stuff soon which would be cool um i'm really excited about that but like writing for it is pretty intense right now um i keep writing like notes to myself about how i want things to go and start and begin and and end game and middle game and what's happening over here and not really writing in any kind of order at the moment sort of even confusing me as to what's going on but um i'll get there i'll get there i'm i'm feeling good about it basically there is a lot of rpg going on at the moment um there's pretty much no day or night um that i am not either playing or thinking about or writing or talking to people about like one of my players might message me in the middle of the day about a question about a character and i've got to flick games and be like right who are you and what are we doing again and which game are we playing it's it's kind of intense um but it's a good intense like and i'm loving it um it's just a lot so uh running this many campaigns um i'm lucky i'm running them all on the same system otherwise i think my brain might explode um I think running uh, a game of Wrath of the Righteous with Joey is well enough. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I know I haven't done any Haven's Diaries in a while. Um, they are coming. Um, I've been thinking about them. Um, I know Joey's been doing rundowns of the game and they're, they have been amazing. Um, we haven't been doing a lot of sleeping, which is kind of why I haven't been doing a lot of journal entries because... Haven um, only writes in her journal when she, after she wakes up in the morning. And not every day, but she has been writing most days because a lot's been happening to her. Um, so I do want to get back to that and share that with you. But, oh, God, I've made so many promises and there's so much content to give to you. Um, I'm just struggling to get through it all. It's crazy. Um, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm enjoying the games that I'm playing and I'm trying to focus on them as like a a guiding light through all of the crazy um because i'm really enjoying planning all of these games and getting ready to run all of these special adventures like i've got another after dark at bdnd coming up where i get to get all spooky with the players and run something that's a little bit more kind of uh, gruesome and slashery i'm gonna be running pinebridge slasher for those of you who have run that homebrew adventure with me it's gonna be really fun i'm looking forward to running that um yeah 
yeah, there's a lot going on, lots of RPG going on, um, and it's all really incredible and fun. Uh, yeah, okay, that's me, but um, I know that there's some other people that are listening to me that have some things to say, so let's go to some call-ins. Wait, you have winter in New Zealand? Come on, Jules, that's crazy talk. No, I'm just kidding. It's funny, We, my wife and I were just watching a show, assuming it was made in Australia, um, called Tropo, which is based on a book, Crimson Lake by Candace Fox. And you know, it's set in Australia, not in New Zealand. But it's all, you, you know, lush and tropical with alligators everywhere. And, you know, you can't imagine snow ever, ever coming there. Um, which I realize New Zealand's not Australia. I'm not saying they're the same thing. And yes, I've seen Lord of the Rings, so I know you have snow-capped mountains and things. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard, you know because I think of you guys is I don't know. It, it, it's funny because when I think of Australia, which isn't fair to you because Australia's not New Zealand, but I think Australia you don't think of winter, right? So man, bad assumptions on Jason's part. The most memorable character death of Carl's that I remember was when Carl was playing a mountain man in my Boot Hill Old West play-by-post game. And he'd done really good during this gunfight in town. He and the other PCs stopped a bank robbery. And then the the robber, the head of the robbers had got thrown in jail. And the robbers were trying to enact their revenge. And he had heard that there was a chance some of, the, some of these varmints were headed out to his homestead to try to use his family as hostage. So he was rushing out there and he got in this running gunfight on the back of horses with these guys. And unfortunately, due to the, the way the dice roll, this mountain man took a headshot and, and went down, down in a heap. Um, Carl was going to pick up playing the wife of the mountain man and and had some great ideas how that character was going to run. Unfortunately, the game kind of fizzled out before he really got that going. But that's the most memorable death of Carl's that I remember. Thanks, Jason. Um, it's always good to hear from you, buddy. Uh, and I don't even hate you for trying to compare us to Australia because, you know, like I know that you're just trying to say a thing about the weather over here. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to hate you for that. I, I am going to judge you for that and, and, and probably think that you are one of those terrible Americans who wear red hats and run around and say awful. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm genuinely kidding, guys. Um, yeah, no, it, it is kind of crazy. Like, I know you heard me, uh, you will have heard me earlier in the show talking about, like, you know, that we don't really get snow in most places in New Zealand and stuff. But um, we are kind of weirdly, weirdly withered um, because we're, we should be sort of tropical-ish, I guess, because we're in the Pacific Ocean and the weather's are warmer here and we're coastal, we're basically an island, but we're also kind of close to, like, Antarctica and stuff, so it's, like, kind of cold, but, like, Australia is, like, really hot and it's right there, so there's parts of New Zealand that are, like, really hot and really warm, um, the top of uh, New Zealand mostly, so like Bay of Islands, kind of Auckland, all, everything up that way um, is is really warm usually. Um, Wellington, not so much. <laughs> but that's mainly got to do with the wind, I think, and moving the weather along because we can have some absolutely gorgeous hot days. So, yeah, it's kind of weird down here, uh, way down here in our, our weird world, corner of the world. Um, 
but it's nice. It's fun. Um, I like that we tend to get four seasons in one day all the time. <laughs> you, you never really know what the weather's going to do, but importantly, it never does the same thing for long. So if you're not a fan of that, it'll probably change in a few hours. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of Wellington, New Zealand. So, you know, that, that that's good in a lot of ways. Um, and thank you for dropping another story about um, Carl. That's really cool uh, to hear um, about some more of your guys' games and, and interactions and stuff. Really, really fun. Um, yeah, it's worth mentioning that I do have a new Patreon too. Uh, someone who's just joined the Gems. Um, so I want to do a big thank you shout out to BJ. That's right, BJ. <laughs> BJ is one of the crew now. Um, so that's kind of cool. I, I laughed a lot at his message. Um, <laughs> I hope you're okay with me sharing this, BJ. He said, okay, I signed up as a patron. Can't let Carl show me up. Thanks for the great content. <laughs> I laughed really, really hard when I got that through because I know you're not like um, being a mini. You're just kind of like, um, messing around and stuff um, and that made me laugh it was it was very funny um, so thank you for that uh, you didn't need to but you did and that makes you skucks mega skucks <laughs> as I said in my uh, thank you message to you um, on the Jules from NZ Patreon um, so yeah thank you thank you thank you for being my new gem it's so shiny over here it's from jules from nz yay that's my improvised song Boo! Uh, who knew i was gonna do that because i certainly didn't <laughs> okay so into more singing i guess and the thing that i know most of you are actually here to listen to although we are getting a bit lost and a bit confused uh at the moment let's move on and see what those ponies are up to my little pony my little pony what is friendship all about my little pony my little pony friendship is magic Yo, Jules, so here's my pony vote. I did my homework this time. I went on your Patreon page and looked at the Twisting Tunnels map um, because you're always so good at doing your game homework in my games. You know, you do it early usually, almost always. You, you never complain about it. It's You just get it done, and it's awesome. You got a great attitude about it, and I really appreciate that. So I'm looking at the map. It looks like south. South is the way to go because that'll take us on a path that will lead us towards the Dragon's Horde. Anyway, that's my vote. South. Peace out. Hey, Jules, Jason. Sorry I called you about that Australian TV show. Um, as far as the ponies, looking at the map, if I understand where we're at, I think we should go north. So then we're going to go east so we don't go to where that X is on there, but we go off the upper you know, the upper right edge of the map because nobody wants to go west towards the Dragon's Horde, which is where I wanted to go. But I'll go with the party. Woe is me. So north and then east. So we exit the upper right-hand side of the page. So we're in the Twisting Tunnels and Jason wants to go north and Joey wants to go south. Let's go north first, 
and see what's up there. Okay. This tunnel reaches a dead end. You'll have to turn back south. To continue, turn to section 75. Mm, looks like someone's not reading the map properly. Okay, so Joey wants to go south. Okay, so section 53. So, Joey, as you're going south there, you get, an, you get a choice. You can either... The tunnel looks like it kind of turns off to your west there. Like, if you're looking at the map, not if you're on the map. Um, so, if you're looking directly at it. Um, so, we would either go north, which was back the way we came. Continue south down another tunnel, which stretches out in front of you. Or we go west. It's your choice. Which way do we go? And just to remind you, that map is on Patreon. And it is posted as directions as if we're looking at the map. Not necessarily as if you're living inside the tunnels and following the map. Because if that was true, it would still be north and south. But south would be the way that we came. No, north would still be the way that we came. Wait. Yes. That's how maps work. It's still northerly direction. It's not like behind you, in front of you, and to the right or left or whatever. Yes, so it's north, it's south. North is the way we came. South continues forward or west to hit a different tunnel. And honestly, Jason, I think that's the way you're going. But <laughs> I'm, I'm unsure. Yes. Okay. Uh, goodbye. Okay, time to get out of here, friends. Um, time to go play some more games, watch some more TV, put my feet back up, uh, and look after myself. And I want you guys to look after yourselves too. Noho oramai out there. Stay well and look after yourself. That's what noho oramai means um, in Māori, of course. So um, big, big thank you to everybody listening to me ramble on about the big black monster and various RPG things. Um, I love having you guys all along and a massive personal thanks to my gems who I could not do this without. James, Jason, Barry, Liren, Ezekiel, KP, Joey, Dusty, Carl, and our newest BJ from Arcane Alienist basically spurred into action from Carl from Geomologist. <laughs> Love that for you too. Um, <laughs> great podcast, both of them. Go listen, go support, go subscribe, go give a like. Um, we are all very community-based here and we support each other. So um, I, if you're listening to me, go give them a go. And if you're enjoying to listening from Jules from NZ, give the show a review on the platform of your choice. It all really helps um, when we see those roll through and helps other people check out what they might consider interesting, uh, whatever you find interesting on this. So um, where else you can find me? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Most places you can find me under Jules from NZ. That's J-U-L-Z from NZ. Um, and if you search that, you'll find me in most other places like Twitter where they won't give me that handle. Rude. Enohora, <laughs> kakitano, and rohanui. Goodbye. I will see you again soon and I love you loads. Thanks for helping me get off the couch, folks. Mwah. Bye.